If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. In Think Energy, we'll delve into the world of universal energy and the people who use it to help others in a positive way. Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I will act as your guide, bringing to you interesting people and concepts that, at their core, are all about energy. Be a Reiki, Feng Shui, energy healing, mediumship, psychic phenomenon, and many other energy-based modalities. We will dive deep into the work they do and maybe even get a reading or two. I hope that you'll join us for a fascinating discussion about, well, energy. And welcome to the show, everybody. Okay, I have to ask. I have to ask, because you've been on a lot of television shows and radio and stuff. Um, by the way, Jenny Mannion is here. I have to ask, what did you think of that opening? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And the Tesla quote gave me, like, chills. So, yeah, I love that. I love it. I love all things energy. So, yeah, you got two th- big thumbs up for me. Perfect. That. Perfect. That, that, that helps. That's, that's, that's very nice. This is uh, Think Energy. This is a brand-new channel that uh, that we are creating. I think it's going to do extraordinarily well over time. Uh, when people find out about it and uh, because primarily we're going to have guests like Jenny Mannion on who is an incredible uh, healer. Um, she does Kashik, Kashik, Kashik records, correct? <laughs> they say that right. You, you do, you do a bunch of stuff, yeah, but you didn't, you didn't always do this stuff. There was a time when you just felt like crap on a log, didn't you? I sure did. I didn't know about any of this stuff. <laughs> so uh, tell us about your uh, evolution, if you will. So I was sick for seven years. I was a young mom when I was started to get diagnosed with diseases and had chronic pain. So I felt like I had the flu most days for about seven years. Yuck. And inner dialogue wasn't good. You know, usually when we're sick, we're still not nice to ourselves. We're still beating ourselves up about what we can't do and how we're not showing up. And it's just a very limited mindset. Plus we're concentrated so much on the pain because pain is very attention getting. So it was a seven year journey, more and more diagnoses. I think by then I had like four different diagnoses with different diseases. I was told I'd be in chronic pain. I was told I'd be in a wheelchair and was kind of given no help, hope of healing at all. Was really told that I'd have to manage my pain probably would be on antidepressants, just in physical therapy, and did the traditional medical route, thought I was doing an alternative medical route, but really not energy. I was doing more homeopathy and naturopath put me on like 20 vitamins a day and still nothing was really pills, touching. More pills. Yeah, I know. It was managing my pain a little bit, but it wasn't really tapping into healing it was really masking the pain more than healing. So it was about after seven years, there were a couple of things that fell into place. One was I met a friend that I met a new friend and I had really put off pain pills because I was like, if I start getting in pain pills, in my early thirties, where am I going to be in 30 years? But when I met her, I was like, you know what? I want to go for a walk with her. And so I would take like a quarter of the dose of of the pain prescribed uh, dosage and I would go for a walk with her. And I started to realize how much I had become my roles. I was wife, I was mom, I was daughter, but I didn't know who I was anymore. And the walks with her helped me regain a little bit of that. You know, who is Jenny? (laughs) And then when the movie The Secret came out, another friend recommended that and it resonated really deeply. There were two things that resonated in that movie deeply that I think were a catalyst for my healing. One was the gratitude. I was not grateful. I was sinking into my limitations instead and also how quickly the body renews itself. So if I'm telling myself all the time I'm sick and concentrating on the pain, I'm really not allowing for any other outcome. So what was the name of that movie again? <laughs> the Secret. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, my kids, when I I brought it home one day and it was like, you guys got to watch this. You got to watch this. And they were like bored halfway through it. I watched it four times in a row. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and they were not 
they weren't interested. They are a little bit more interested now as they're a little bit older and stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, but uh, you know, the, you know, because Neil Donald Walsh was in there, and yeah, there, and were, there were a lot of great people of, in there. Oh yeah, and uh, so the secret is the thing that kind of turned you around a little bit. Yeah, it really it gave me the boost to to remember, hey, I'm a psychology graduate at Penn State, you know, and I haven't paid attention to my brain. I've really just fallen into trusting the medical establishment. You know, I'm sick, I'm going to the professionals, and I'm really not taking myself and my power into consideration. And I was like, I'm canceling doctor appointments. I am, all they do is just keep drawing more blood and giving me more diagnoses. It's not helping. And I'm going to focus on my mind and my emotions. I'm going to start listening to myself, which was horrendous. When I started, it was so bad. The self-talk, you know, like, how could I not be affecting how I'm feeling if I'm telling myself I'm not a good enough mom and wife and daughter and friend and, you know, I've even words like, you know, I don't feel worthy, you know, I'm worthless because I'm laying around most of the day. So switching that up to, I can still read to my kids in bed. I have a comfy bed to lay in. There are parts of my body that don't hurt. My hands don't hurt. My hands feel good, you know, like really changing that dialogue and just immersing myself in Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, Caroline Mace, Napoleon Hill, I just read kind of everything at that time and watched videos, Wayne Dyer, on changing my mindset. And in three weeks, all my pain was gone. I was not on any medications except for the blood thinner. It took me a year because I swore off all doctors after that for a little while, except getting my INR checked because I was on blood thinners. I was like, I'm swearing off all doctors for a little while. I'm going to focus on me. And actually, a year later, when I went back, to try to get off the blood thinner, the doctor gave me his blessing. The hematologist said, where my mind was now, it would be more dangerous for me to be on it than to be off of it. Cool. So was medication free after a year, after three weeks off of everything except the blood thinner, after a year off of that too, and been healthy for 14 years. And so you, because of the, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about before, the placebo effect where, where they give you, um, where medical science will, will pick a, a, a product and they'll try to test it against uh, like a sugar pill. And, yeah. and a lot of times a sugar pill outperforms the medication because of the belief that we have mm -hmm. that if we're taking something or if we are doing something positive for ourselves, we can affect the outcome of what's going to happen to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, when the and, doctors told me that one of my conditions, I was more likely to get a blood clot, I manifested one within a month and wound up in the hospital for five days. Oh, geez. And it's it's amazing, the power of the mind. It is amazing. And you, by the way, if you go to uh, Jenny's website, which is JennyManion.com, right? Yeah. If you go there, there's some testimonials. And one of them was a gal who had stage four uh, melanoma. And uh, she's now cancer-free or in remission. I can't say cancer-free. Yeah, over five years, so cancer-free. Oh, really cancer-free? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's even better than in remission. So that's, that's, that's awesome. And uh, it, so the work that you do, when did you discover that you could he help people heal? Well, after healing myself, I was like, I got to shout this from the rooftops, you know, after going to so many support groups and hearing so many sad stories, I wanted to help others. I was a psychology major, always interested in kind of how the brain worked and to hear that we could heal ourselves. I was like, I need more. I need more information. So I did write an ebook. I had no idea how to get that out there. So I started blogging and I figured it was such a great thing for me because all I was doing was getting more information on different ways to heal. I heard about EFT that way, just started hearing about different modalities and, and things resonated and stuck really deeply. And one of the things was when I was first starting healing, there weren't that many spiritual bloggers back then, you know, a lot year, fewer than now. What year was this? That was 15 years ago. So oh, yeah, I know exactly were, what you're saying. Yeah, there were a lot fewer. So there was a community of us and a few had said they had an Akashic record reading done. I had no idea what that was. Um, but I was like, all right, 
these are people I trust. Why not? I don't even know if I believe in this stuff, but why not? I'm open. I was always of the mindset of prove it to me, you know, and so while you're there, um, because I'm hoping that we're going to get some folks that are where you were 15 years ago are listening to us. So uh, the Akashic Records is something that, that a lot of people have heard of, but they don't really know what it is. Could you describe it? You could see it like a huge library of every incarnation. So every lifetime we've had, every relationship we've had, every building actually has a record. Everything in history has this energetic record. So when I go into someone's record, I will get soul aspects, but also maybe they have karma from a past relationship or contracts. I don't like the word entities because it gets all like horror movies show thing, but energies from past lives that are still attached to them and affecting them in some way. So when I had my Akashic record reading done, it blew my mind. And one of the things it said would, was I would make a great healer. And because I had a, wanted to be a therapist of some sort, I thought maybe that would be the way that I went. But within a couple of, I think it was within a couple of weeks of getting that done, it was Mother's Day. My dad sent me a bunch of books and one of them was The Reconnection. I had just added so many books to my wish list as I was blogging. I was like, I want this. I want to learn more about this. So when I got the book, The Reconnection, Kevin, it literally like vibrated in my hand. I was like, okay, this is unusual. What, you know, what does this mean? So I read the book and scheduled appointments. There's a reconnective healing practitioner within a half an hour, wound up getting trained in that and felt energy, like really started to feel energy, really. It was interesting because I hadn't really been around energy healing before that. My exposure hadn't been a positive one, actually. Like in high school, there was a guy that liked to lay hands on people. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't get the impression it was from for real healing it was always women that he was laying hands on amazing how that works isn't it (laughs) so never imagined myself waving my hands around someone and switching energy but it was profound the energy was palpable while reading the book i had a couple of really wild energy experiences while in session i had energy experiences and then in the conference too it was just palpable and I couldn't deny it anymore. Like this, again, I was very much like open-minded, but prove it. I want a little proof. I went to the Bronx High School Science, still a little <laughs> left-brained, you know, want to be proved. Um, don't don't deny anything, but just want that little extra proof. Well, you know, <laughs> we all reach a point in our lives when we look at it and we go, is this all there is? Do I get to look forward to anything other than that? And there's got to be more yeah. and stuff. And so I recommend doing exactly what, what happened to you with the reconnection, which I've read that book and it, it, it was, it was very powerful. Yeah. Um, I walked into, um, I had a friend that uh, when I was, was making that statement, um, is this all there is? And he said, well, you know what I want you to do? Uh, I want you to go down to the metaphysical bookstore because it was one in the neighborhood. And he said, I want you to pick out the first book that speaks to you, that says something to you. And so I did that. And uh, it literally changed my life because it was a book called Journey of Souls. Oh, Oh, you've obviously heard of that book. (laughs) It almost jumped out at me. And I picked it up and I took it home and I read it cover to cover. And uh, it was, it spoke to me in a way that traditional religion didn't, uh, non-religion didn't, it, and it gave me the, the, the feeling that, that, we, that we are more mm-hmm. and that we can do so much more. And so that, that, and that was one of the reasons why I started Positive Talk Radio back in 2003 that started out with the name Spirit Talk. But we discovered that Spirit Talk was sounded more like a Christian deal, and so really wasn't what we were about. So we decided to. Uh, I ended up changing it to Positive Talk Radio, and and that's led me all the way down to here after after a bunch of stuff. But the cool thing is, is that that we can all do that. Everybody has yeah. the opportunity and the ability, and it would be great for somebody to work with you because you've already been down that road, and you can kind of. Give them the roadmap, if you will, on how they can go do that for themselves and also learn how to heal themselves as well, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I really do focus on the mind too, because while energetic healing is wonderful and I've seen miraculous feelings from stage three, stage four cancer, MS, really the mindset's very important for staying in a, in a good space, because if we haven't worked with the mind, you could manifest something similar or the same thing or something different. It really is about knowing that self-worth healing some of the stuff from the past or moving past it to embrace the change too, which so many people are afraid of change or hesitant of change and we self-sabotage and we limit ourselves. So yeah, I love helping people. I love helping them have those aha moments and just recognize their own gifts and how powerful we all are. How do you help somebody who's been around on the planet for a while and, um, there because you're a psychology major as well mm -hmm. and so we'll call upon all of your gifts here um that somebody that that when they were a child some things happened perhaps or some people treated them a certain way and it's carried through their entire life and they can't seem to shake it they can't seem to get away from it because it's always about i'm not good enough mm -hmm. i'm too fat i'm ugly i'm not smart enough what all those negative things that we say to ourselves how do you get them past that I've had a lot of clients that have said all those things and have had one of the shocking things to me, but I guess not so shocking is that some of the stories I've heard in my practice have been horrific things that have happened to people as mostly as children too. Mm -hmm. And it is knowing that if you were abused, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, that person was most likely abused. I mean, I'd say 99.999% of the time. So recognizing that, I love that Deepak Chopra quote, everyone's doing the best they can from their own state of consciousness. Hurt people hurt people. You know, if, if you were hurt by someone, they were hurting. So I work a lot on forgiveness, self-forgiveness, not forgiveness like I'm happy that happened to me, you know, and everything's fine, but forgiveness in I've held on to this long enough. I repeated this in my head long enough by forgiving. I'm actually giving myself that permission to move forward and to know, you know, send, if you can, you know, send love to that person in detaching from them. Because if we, if we stay in anger, we really can't move forward. If we stay in, I've been victimized and I have no power, we can't move forward. We've all faced trauma. I don't know anyone that's gotten through life, you know, the first few decades without trauma, but we can love ourselves enough to know that we're worthy of a life of joy. No matter what we experienced before, we can heal that. We can move forward from it. We can learn from it. We can take the lessons from it and hopefully grow stronger because of it. And use it when we change our energy, we change the energy of the people around us. We attract more healthy relationships. I work with people on that too. They might've repeated the same abusive pattern they saw in their parents because that was all they knew. But knowing that they're worthy of not repeating that and of showing a better example to their own children. You know, one of the most insidious things that, I, that I've come to recognize in my life is when somebody says, well, you know, I wasn't raped. I wasn't beat up. I, you know, everybody gets bullied. Everybody gets, you know, these things. And so they think that their life is relatively normal and not uh, uh, um, tragedy free or, or, or is tragedy free. And so they, th they think that, uh, that they should be, that how they're thinking is okay because I didn't suffer anything really horrific. But when your dad, comes home and says, no, I'm going to sit here and watch a football game and drink beer and not take you to the father-daughter father tea, which can be an impactful thing. In, in their mind, they're going, well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big right. deal. I'm tired. And, but it has an impact. It all has an impact. Yeah. We model behavior. Who are we learning from? Where, you know, where it's the, it's global consciousness, it's our community, it's our parents and relatives. It's those first relationships we form. All of those form our early opinions about ourselves. And a lot of times our limitations. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking about about that very thing because uh um if you don't learn from things they tend to repeat. Yeah, they sure do. And the universe is nice enough to get louder and louder to just turn up the volume so we have to listen. It it is amazing because it's like um, uh, when my high school sweetheart left me for uh, the guy that was on the same football team and was the backup that I knew. I've had that happen like three or four or five times. Oh, and, you got to clear that, Kevin. I yeah, hope no kidding. <laughs> because it, it's it's like you know, uh, and my wife who was we were married for twenty four years. She had an affair with a guy that I'd known for 10 years before her and that we didn't get along, he and I, and then she had an affair with him. So it's like, I, so it's like, what, 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 where, there's a lesson here. (laughs) It keeps, this crap keeps happening. Why does it keep happening? And so, you know, I, you know, that's, that's one of those things that I would come to you and say, okay, Jenny, why does this keep happening? Yeah. And that could be. The Akashic record reading would show maybe that's some kind of karma from the past. Maybe that's some kind of kind of self-love, self-sabotage thing, you know, to to clear out, to really bring in a new intention into your life. Uh, I do use shamanic tools as well. Sometimes that's just like a calibration of the body too, to just kind of rid yourself and kind of reclaim. Because if we don't reclaim like, so shamans believe that when we in when we come across trauma, part of our soul will go off to almost hide to keep safe. So what a shaman can do is help you reclaim those pieces, you know, and become more of your whole self. So same thing, like when we when we undergo trauma, it just it kind of whittles away at us. So really loving ourselves. There's the mind, body, spirit tools. I really do believe in that, you know, training the mind to know that we're more, you know, working with spirit and energy to really affirm that tapping into universal oneness or love or whatever you want to call it, you know, as well as just making some of those changes that we need to do. I mean, the hardest part of this journey for me has been, as I have been on this path of, you know, evolving and learning, uh, I have lost friends, you know, and I have and it hurts. Yeah. I love people and I don't like to walk away from anyone or, uh, it's very, I get very nostalgic and I love, you know, I do love people, but as we're walking this path and we're changing, our energy is changing. And Mm -hmm. as we love ourselves more, hopefully we're attracting those relationships to us that reflect that more. And I know, you know, my, my, one of the first things I heard when I was healing after I healed myself was look at your marriage. I was like, nope, not doing it. Not, not ready. You know, it's years later and I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend now, seven and a half years. And I'm mad. Like I get tears in my eyes thinking about how much I love him. Like, and it just gets better and better, but I know that that couldn't have happened unless I did the work on myself and felt worthy of that kind of love and it takes work it's yeah. it's not it, it it does by the way if you're just joining us we're talking with uh, uh jenny Mannion, and uh if you'd like to put in a comment you can put in a comment and uh and uh talk to her if you got a question for her about about oh i don't know anything you'd like um we'll, we'll tackle anything and and uh so but um it, it it's it's really hard to get somebody well you tell me is it really hard to get somebody past some of the things that they're going through in their life that they keep repeating the patterns they can't change it um how do you get them to to understand that they do have a way to do it it depends how sick of it they are (laughs) if they've had enough you know if it's been the fifth relationship of this pattern and they've had enough like they're willing to look at things a little differently. Okay, how has my energy contributed to this? I don't want to repeat this anymore. How can I affirm that I'm worthy of a better love, of a better relationship, of a better job, of better friends around me? You know, it, it really reflects everything when we have low self-esteem and low self-worth. So knowing that we can, we do deserve bliss. We do deserve to be joyful. 
uh, and it can feel harder during these times when we see people struggling. It's almost like, well, I got to hold myself down too because other people are struggling and almost feeling guilty when we see someone. If you see a friend and you say, how are, how are you? What are they saying back to you? Oh, well, this and this happened. <laughs> My favorite one that I hate is when, when you say, hey, how you doing? And I say, oh, not too bad. It's like, so wait a minute. So let's analyze what you just said. <laughs> you're not horribly dead, but you're not good either. So I love the friends that are like, I'm fantastic, you know, and guess what's happening to me? And I love to share good things that are happening you know, with other people, I love to celebrate other people's successes. So when people come to me, I really do ask them to, and one of the things I prescribe is joy, because a lot of the people that come to me, a lot of people will say they're too busy to do things. They might numb out a little bit, you know, Netflix and chill, that kind of thing. But are they really experiencing joy? Or, you know, what brings you joy? And I'll have my clients at first, write a list of 10 things. It can be you know, and it can be listening to, you know, a comedian, it can be, you know, putting on a favorite song, it can be a bath, it can be a walk. But this list of 10 things so that when you're feeling in a funk, maybe, or when you're feeling like, I don't know what to do, I'm just going to turn on the TV, like to look at that list and be like, you know what, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose to do something for myself. And I also have people remember one of the happiest moments of their life. We can repeat the bad things over and over and over, but to really sink in, to give yourself permission to sink into a joyful moment is rare. You know, people will have a fleeting memory. Oh, that was a fun party. Oh, that was a fun thing. And suddenly they're on to the next thing, but really to sink into a moment with a loved one or in nature or something that brought you joy, sink in every emotion, you know, breathe and close your eyes and bring that in. That can bring you such a feeling of joy that can rejuvenate you during the day. So giving yourself permission to do these little things, it doesn't have to be hours of meditation. That'd be nice, but that's not, yeah, that's not happening for most people. So, you know, how do you bring in these little moments during the day to remind yourself you're okay and you affirm that you're happy living on this planet at this time and you want to keep having good memories you want to keep attracting good things to you but you have to remember to be positive and to be <laughs> thinking good things because it's not possible in my frame of reference if you're negative all the time right. i you know and i've known people that that's just how they live yes it's just one negative thing after another and it's because, and it's all, there's a root cause to it someplace deep down inside, mm -hmm. but they're not willing to ever look there. And, and so if you, you gotta be, and I, I just love your spirit. Mm -hmm. I love your energy and, and what you're, what you're doing. And, and, uh, it's, it's really is, it really is cool. By the way, we're talking with Jenny Mannion and, uh, she, you can go to Jenny Mannion.com and find out all about her. And you've got a book. <clears throat> you've got classes you the people can work with you and mm -hmm. you do what you do akashic readings and and that kind of thing i did have a question for you if i could ask you real yeah quick. sure this, this is it's my show but it's really self-serving um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ever since i was a little kid i always thought of uh of the battle of the little bighorn with uh, where george custer was was killed Mm -hmm. And uh, in Montana in 1876, and I've studied it incessantly, and I believe that I was there in a previous life. I don't know that, but I tend, I think that I was, or I knew about it, or I, or, or something, because it, it's one of those things. And historical stuff is always wartime, and that kind of stuff has always interested me to a great degree. So I'm, I'm wondering if I was a, a soldier a lot, or if I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you were definitely there. And when we have those nudges, it is really, I mean, it's connecting. You read, you read Journey of Souls. You know that. You know, it is, it is this connection to something from that past life and honoring it is important. And the more we dive in and just kind of let go, the more some of those memories can come to us. One of the tools I, I learned was just even before going to bed at night, ask that you see that lifetime. Just put I've in done that. that. 
Yeah. But... <laughs> it was a weird. I got to tell you, people think I, I don't talk a lot about this, but people think I'm nuts when I do talk about it. Cause it's like, I can, I, I said to myself, I said, okay, I, if I was there, show me something that I was there. And I was on a trail with a bunch of guys on horseback and you could hear the sabers. Rattling. I can still hear it in my head. You can hear the sabers rattling and the horses and, and the stuff. And it was on the way to the battle of the little bighorn and because it was in montana and it was you know uh grassy and flat and and just rolling hills and that kind of thing and uh and so i and i honestly believe that we can all do that yeah. uh, if we if we choose to yeah i love brian weiss too uh he, many lives many masters and he's such a great resource for a lot of really short journeys that he he takes people on to past lives I, I've had a past life reading, and that was quite interesting as well. Um, and I don't know, you know, it's one of those things where you go into hypnosis and you're you're still aware and you're still kind of, but you're not sure if, but stuff is coming out of your face that you don't really <laughs> remember, you know, <laughs> and it's like, and then at the end you go, wow, that was interesting um, and stuff. So now you, you've been working for the last 15, 20 years to to do this what is it that you're doing today and how are you helping people today today i help people with pursuing whatever it is they want to heal and to come into their gifts i really work with people a lot on self-love because i do believe self-love and self-worth is behind a lot of these limitations that we put on ourselves but I do that through the Akashic Records. I do that through shamanic work. I do that through energy sessions as well as mentoring. I really do like the mentoring and coaching because as I said before, the brain's an important piece too. And if I work with someone for a couple months, say every couple weeks or something like that, I can really, we can be on the journey together. I can be like a coach and support cheerleader and really encourage people to do the homework. <laughs> As you said, you know, it really is about, I mean, it's about showing up for yourself too. If you want that change enough, you're gonna have to show up for yourself and you're going to have to do some of that work. And a recent client I had, when she first came in, she's like, I don't talk to my family. They think I'm negative and I can't do this at work and you know, all of these things. But after a couple of months, things shifted because she was willing to do the work. She was willing. We did an Akashic reading and that definitely freed up some energy, but it really is about you. It really is. Are you ready to start paying attention to what you're saying this to yourself and to other people, what you're putting out there? Are you willing to love yourself, you know, as is and forgive the future, the past, you know, and be really present so you can start thinking about the future that you want to create from now, not from who you were, but from who you are in this moment and who you hope to be. I have a question for you, and you mentioned it earlier. When your soul is united with your body, and if you read uh, Journey of Souls, you recognize it, that's all by divine providence, and you picked it, you picked your parents, and you picked your situation, yeah. and all that, which <laughs> a lot of people don't really want to hear. <laughs> but the soul comes from a place of perfection where it's mm -hmm. everyone is happy there is no drama there is no there's just nothing but love in where they are at and then they come here and they're faced with the never-ending hate division and fear that are that are brought to us and they tend to withdraw uh because it's too painful yeah. it's too painful for them to continue so they withdraw a little bit how do you bring them back how do you coax the soul back so that it can play the major role that it's designed to play. You start listening. You start, you, you really need to turn off some of the distractions. We are so used to being distracted now with oh. our phones, with TV, with, I mean, every second needs to be some Built kind of interaction. Something. Yeah. So that unconditional love of our soul is always waiting there for us. But we have to be mindful and aware and tune in and turn off everything and really listen, whether that's a walk in nature, whether that's, you know, sitting. Some people can't sit and get their brain still, you know, but you can count your breaths. You can, I love, I have my clients like rub their hands together for 30 seconds and hold them apart and feel energy. 
I have a very busy mind. Sometimes I need to do a few of these things to quiet it down. All right, I'll do energy, I'll breathe, and I'll say a mantra. That'll get me focused, you know? But really bringing yourself to the present moment, going in with love, bringing in those joyful moments, bringing in the fact that you're okay and you're safe, affirming that, because a lot of the energy we send out there and a lot of the energy feel like that we're feeling now makes us feel very uncentered and very unsafe. So calling in those moments with a loved one, you know, maybe it was a pet. Some people didn't have much luck with parents and, and relatives <laughs> growing up. Maybe it was a pet that you loved bringing in that energy of love. However, it, however you were able to feel it and really feel into that, knowing that if that love was possible, it's possible again, you can feel that again. I'm convinced that for in for me, I'm convinced that dogs were sent by God because if you go if you, uh, dog backwards is God. That's true. Um, <laughs> and 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 uh, beca and this is because sometimes in life, nobody wants to see you. You're not feeling good about yourself, but there's one guy that every time that you walk into your house, you get attacked with uh, love and affection and a wagging of a tail. Uh, that And it, it, I think they're designed to help us through some of that. That's why they have service dogs and, and, and animals that, that can do that. It's just, it's just remarkable uh, what, they, what they can do for us. Yeah, that is the unconditional love. That is easier. Sometimes it makes it easier to tap into with a pet you know, that, that will love you no matter what, or nature is like that too, to be in a really peaceful spot in nature, you do feel that connection to everything. You know, if you shut everything else off, it allows you to just be calm, breathe, you know, actually take a breath. Not so many times we're walking around holding our breath, but really breathe and appreciate that we're on this planet for a reason, you know, for, for those life lessons that are sometimes hard, but sometimes we get those joyful moments too. And I don't think we would appreciate the joyful moments as much if we didn't have those other moments. I can say now, you know, my two hardest times in my life being sick and the journey of, you know, helping my mom when she was transitioning, those were the two most life transformational times in my life, although they were the hardest times in my life. So, you know, knowing that those hard times, we do get through them. And, you know, what are you taking away from those times? And hopefully you're being gentle with yourself on that journey. Absolutely. You know, this is, the show is called Think Energy. And the, for those of you that are in the audience and either now or in the future that are saying, I don't believe. <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to um, take a good friend, have them stand up, have them close their eyes and you're in their profile. So it's like they're facing this way and you're facing this way. I want you to take your hands and put your hand. Have you ever done this? Put your hands in front and behind them and don't touch them, but show slowly start to move your hands back and forth about six inches between three and six inches away from their body. They will start to sway in, in, <laughs> oh, I haven't done that's a fun trick. That's a fun party trick. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> with their eyes closed. Um, and and they in in, in just the, and they're not trying to do it because they're not, but it's the energy, it moves, it begins to move them back and forth, mm -hmm. and they begin to sway because we are energetic beings in a physical body. And we did that for a party trick one time for, for <laughs> that's a great party trick. <laughs> it was and it was like wow this stuff really does work and and that that really is what it is and once you once you come to grips with the fact that we are energetic beings then you can accomplish i think anything yeah and we all know we've had those experiences with energy we've all walked into a room and felt whoa something's going on here that's not very good or wow everyone's having a great time this is wonderful i mean we are all experience energy we all experience moments of being psychic knowing who's on the phone when the phone rings you know before we look at the caller id you know like those moments of being connected we've all experienced them but it's really leaning into them trusting them going to them you know asking ourselves for guidance and 
being quiet again so many times we're so we're rushing and we might be rushing to find that answer somewhere else rather than tuning in to our bodies and asking ourselves what's going on oh exactly and you know it's interesting because i was uh, um i've been a bus driver for 12 years as well in 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 and amongst all the things i've done the, uh, the last career i had i was driving a bus in seattle and um i figured out and this was part of because i paid attention this was part of my learning i found out that i could control the energy on the bus by my behavior wow i totally believe it if i was uh, in a good mood and i was mm -hmm. happy and i was saying hello to folks the mood on the bus was much lighter mm -hmm. if i was angry and i've been on other buses where bus drivers are inherently angry individuals mm -hmm. because they're not happy doing what they're doing um and and the the energy on the buses is, is is bad and and is real negative and that can cause uh, more problems and, and yeah and so, so that but that's how we can live our lives isn't it if Absolutely. we if we believe we've got positive energy and and we are and we put out that positive energy that's what we're going to get back that's what the secret teaches yeah and First, you have to start listening. You have to be aware. <laughs> and know that you can change it. Uh, I, like I said, I was horrified to hear myself talk, knowing, okay, I graduated with psych, you know, BA in psych. I went to grad school for, you know, forensic psych for a while. I understand, have a little understanding of how the mind works, but I still fell into the same thing, same trap of a lot of times we just, we don't feel our power. We, we do kind of give our power away to relationships or doctors or, you know, other people. And we really don't truly sink into how powerful we are. Absolutely. And you've discovered that because you not only have healed yourself, you've healed others. Yeah. And you've given them the, the, the roadmap. Actually, you haven't healed them. I, I don't mean, heal. I don't heal yeah. anybody. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I. I help people. I'm a catalyst. I have a lot of tools, huge spiritual toolbox to pull from to give people the tools to help themselves, to heal themselves, to really find, start falling in love with themselves, start knowing that they are worthy of a healthier relationship, a healthier body, a healthier mind, healthier job, all of those things. We're worthy of those things, but we need to love ourselves and know that we're worthy of them. Do you find it's true that sometimes you have to give, you have to let people go in order to get the right people around you? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was saying is kind of one of the hardest things on this journey. If I had to say one of the hardest things, that was the hardest thing for me to learn and to understand. I mean, I guess I, I understand it more when I think of it like, okay, so say someone is repeating the same pattern over and over again, you know, and, you know, been in the same relationship or done the same job, maybe if it's a different job, but the same energy over and over again, and they're not listening to anything. They're not hearing anything. They're not really willing to change. And you're doing everything you can to change that vibration. It's going to be really hard, you know, to not let that affect you. I love the Jim Rohn quote. We become like the top five people we spend the mo most time around. That's very true. It's it's really important to, to kind of take that into account and to look at that. And I've had to do that a few times in my life. And sometimes it's meant like letting go of people that I did still love, but we're not benefiting the other people person either if we're showing up and like oh this is gonna be a drag or oh i'm not gonna you know oh they're gonna complain about this like we are not showing up as our best self either so i wouldn't want anyone showing up like that for me dreading to see me or you know with less than love so we're actually helping each other by either setting healthier boundaries you know hopefully you could set healthier boundaries and rearrange things a little bit but sometimes we need to walk away one of the uh, things that disturbs me the most is when somebody believes, honestly believes that they're helping you by saying uh, negative things about your work or about who you are, about what you're doing and not supporting yeah. you in total. Um, and then because we respect them 
and we respect what they have to say, then we start listening to that mm-hmm. and we and then we lose our power again. Yeah. And it's understanding that those messages are coming from their own limited state of being, whether it's jealousy, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, you're pushing buttons in them. And that's been a big thing for me stepping forward too, is knowing the bigger you step forward, the more haters you're going to get to. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know, no one's for everybody and understanding that. And as a recovered perfectionist and people pleaser, that's been a very hard thing for me to wrap my head and heart around. But again, knowing that the right people, again, the more you work on yourself, the more you're attracting your tribe. And I do believe it's like your soul tribe, the people that are really meant. And some people are meant to be with you for amount of time and then that's okay to let go you've learned from each other and it's okay to move forward so giving yourself that permission and a friend is someone that supports you you have to look seriously if someone is doubting you or saying your dream's too big or you have to seriously look at that and ask that ask ask them why they're asking saying those things to you and ask yourself how that makes you feel and if this is something you can live with or you need to set boundaries around i i i couldn't agree more and it's it's like doing this when i first started doing the podcast going back from um i was driving a bus and then i got hurt and couldn't drive and so i wanted to do the podcast and a lot of people were like oh that's cute oh that's 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 really special and i you know I, nobody makes any money at that but you know if it's a nice hobby it's, it would be it would be fine <laughs> so it was like one of those things that it was like no damn it i'm going to do this <laughs> And it's going to be successful and I'm going to surround myself with successful people Mm -hmm. and we're going to do extraordinary things because this is what I want to do is to bring people like you in front of people so that we can together help people live their lives a little bit better. And there are some people that are like, oh, no, no, you'll never get that done. That's not going to happen. It's like it will. And it has. It is. Um, I've had over uh, 50,000 downloads and I've got 400 episodes up and some really talented people like yourself. Um, and it's, it's, it's growing and it's going to continue because I decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to let it, I wasn't going to stop. And isn't that what it takes sometimes? It does take that. It does take that. And sometimes it is hard because we can get discouraged and, one of my shadows is patience. So I know, you know, when things don't happen quick enough, I can definitely get disheartened, but you have to listen to what you're telling yourself again. Like, are you telling yourself it's not happening fast enough? Like who's the judge of that? Or you can believe that things are unfolding in divine timing. And if you put your energy, keep moving forward and you're passionate about something, I do believe it comes to you. And it, it will. And it, 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 I believe that you can achieve anything in this life that you choose to. Uh, now, does that mean that, you know, we were talking about the secret earlier. The one thing that I, I kind of disagreed with that uh, premise was, yes, you it is the law of attraction. And yes, you do have to have a proper mindset and you can do the the the, um, the dream boards and all of that. But the, the thing is, as you know, doing what you're doing and developing your career the way you are is that you set your intentions and then you work your butt off to get it done. Yeah. It's inspired action, like not working where you're pushing yourself and you don't know really what direction you're going in, but you're just pushing yourself because you need to push yourself, but really like getting quiet and taking that guidance. What is my next step? You know? And when you're at that vibration, the synchronicities start to happen. The people show up in your lives that you do need to work with and meet. And it becomes like almost so easy. I've had clients too, like things start falling into their lap almost too quickly for them. And they start getting all flustered. Life's not supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be hard. But actually, if we're in flow, we've all had those flow moments where it's just, it's almost like a euphoric feeling. Wow, things can be this easy. You know, it can be just, and if you have that passion for something you love, I do feel like, and keep at it and love yourself through that. I do feel like the things will all fall into place. 
I have a story. I ha- I'd like to. Can I tell you a story real quick? Absolutely. <laughs> I love stories. <laughs> and you're you're welcome to use this anytime you want to. Um, years ago, when I was I was in a network marketing company, and uh, it was a, 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 a nutritional health food company, and I lose weight and all that stuff. Obviously, it didn't take. But in any event, um, we were. I was with a group of six other people. And we were being mentored by a guy. His name is Kirk. And Kirk was saying, all right, this is what you need to do. This is how the art of network marketing is done. You do this. You go talk to these people. You go to this. You need to talk to those people. And all of us were in the beginning where, oh, this is hard. We're never going to get this done. It's, nobody ever makes any money at this. This is just going to be ridiculous. And then one day, a gal by the name of Nicole came back to our phone call. We had a phone call on a daily basis. And she said, you know, last night I had an epiphany. I changed it from this is hard to this is easy. And uh, and we were all like, no, no, <laughs> Nicole, you're not. It's still hard. Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, she said, no, this is easy. I can do this. I can do this and I can do it well. She's now a millionaire in that company. I because, love that. Because she did, she understood the concept of mm-hmm. if you you decide whether it's going to be easy or hard. And if you decide it's going to be easy, you have the chance to open the door and to walk through it. I love that. I love that. And I've seen that. And I tell people, not only for yourself is that true, but in relationships, way before I knew this stuff, my step-grandmother was a not a very happy person. Let's say that. She was a yeller. She was very easily set off. And I would kind of dread going there. I love my grandfather, but she was always like, put me on edge. And one time before I went, I just way before I knew this stuff, I was like, I am going to find something positive in that woman. <laughs> I'm going to go there and I'm just going to show love. And it was a totally different visit. Like she wound up breaking down, crying, telling me how hard it was getting older and seeing friends pass. And I saw a totally different side of her. And that was because I showed up with the only thing that changed was I showed up with different energy. And so knowing that too, like I've had really help people with relationships too. Like if you're sitting at home thinking about everything you dislike about your partner, when they walk through the door, they feel that, you know, like, uh-huh. they do feel that, you know, whereas if you're sitting there and giving gratitude and thinking about the things that maybe made you fall in love with that person, when they're walking in the door, they're going to feel that too. So it is really important that we do watch our energy for ourselves, for our jobs, for our relationships. It affects everything. Yeah, and if you're wondering what that noise is, there's they're doing construction outside of my house. So <laughs> they, they will not go away. So, but they they will eventually. But see, but that's why that's why I said I get a dog because if you want somebody to be happy all the time when you walk in the door, uh, that's your dog. Yeah. You know, but uh, but you can but you're you no, know, you're right in that it we set ourselves up for stuff, um, and we can we can either do it in a real positive way or we can be real negative about it, and and this life is this life is too precious to for us to go through life hating it yeah there are so many beautiful things and opportunities and things to learn and things to just experience so if we can get in that mindset and you know people will get in the limited mindset well i don't have the money to do that or whatever but there's so many free things out there too. There's nature. You can sit out in nature and just enjoy that. There's so many things to do that don't cost a lot of money, you know, online. Now you can take courses in almost anything and learn any kind of hobby or skill you could ever dream of. Like there's so many opportunities for us. We just get in our the groundhog day, you know, kind of situation, but only we can change that. And only we can give ourselves permission to change that. And you work with people one-on-one in a a coaching atmosphere. I do. And also I have my online community, Reawaken You, which is I do monthly free healing calls through that. And that is cool. Now, how do they get, how do they get into that? If somebody would like to get into your healing group. They go to jennymanion.com, sign up. (laughs) Oh, that's that's too hard. (laughs) 
that's 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 really cool jennymanion.com and uh and you've also written a book haven't you yeah uh in 2016 uh short path to change 30 ways to transform your life was published by llewellyn oh very nice i i love that publishing company they they do a nice job how's the how's the book done for you it's done well and it's it's interesting it was such an interesting process writing it and then actually after it i was like hey this is good to coach from this it became one of my manuals too of just things to offer people it's 30 different ways to kind of switch your energy around i go from letting go of the old i move into the chakra system big on the chakra system uh, then i move to the present moment and then just tools to help you keep moving forward to get through things like self-sabotage to set intentions things to keep you moving forward so yeah i still use some of those exercises in that book i still have people that tell me you know the book changed their life or it's by their bedside and they just open to a chapter randomly and that's what the message they need. So yeah, I really enjoyed writing that. Isn't that cool that um, if you go back 15 years and you were sitting on a couch in pain yeah. and you were on drugs and not drugs, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I know um, what you mean. <laughs> vitamins and pharmaceuticals and all that stuff to try and get you better. And then you look at where your life is 15 years later, you must be real proud. I am really proud. And it's it, it's funny. I teach self-love, so I do give myself credit sometimes, but it's still, uh, you know, it's interesting at being that human and there's so much more I want to do. You know, it's it's I'm proud, but I'm still learning. I'm a student of life, I'm a perpetual student. And I love that the more I fill my toolbox, the more I have to offer people. And I've seen not only my physical health get better, but I have the relationship beyond beyond my dreams. You know, seven and a half years later, I'm still like madly, madly in love and gets better and better. Relationship with my kids is good and have friends I love. So it really is, you know, keep on walking the talk too and and seeing it unfold so that I can help other people do the same. And you made it all happen. Yes. Isn't, isn't, isn't that the exciting part? It is the exciting part. Because you're not dependent upon anybody else to make yourself happy. No. You, you can do it all by yourself, even if you are all by yourself. Yeah. So that's I get a lot it. of fun tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, Jenny, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Uh, I want to honor your time and, and uh, not take any more of it, but it's been great fun talking to you. It's and been so nice talking to you, Kevin. I really appreciate you having me on. Will you come back? I would love to. I would love to. There was a hesitation there. No. No, no, no. I'd love to be on all the shows, all your shows. I love I could talk with you forever. Well, I would love to. I would love to have that happen. Let's let's and now my executive producer, I gotta tell this story real quick. Um that uh, um I I was looking for somebody to work with and somebody who I th who could really who got me and understood and I I've been through some folks and stuff well uh, um this is how I believe the uniform the universe works um you know on um July 17th of this year my mother passed away I'm it sorry. was it's, it's it's okay she was 90 and she had a great life and and she did really well and and now she's in a much better place and and so yeah, I've got a different view of death than a lot of people because i i know that she is doing really quite well but uh one of the things you do when somebody passes away and, and it was rather it was really sudden she was she was playing bridge on thursday and on saturday morning she just didn't get out of bed um, and um and so we had to one of the things that we did was my sister picked out a a funeral home and uh, we were going and we met the, the gal on the phone and she seemed like a real nice gal. And uh, and so we were going to go meet with her, but she wasn't available. So we met with somebody else. Her name is Holly. Holly, um, I got onto the Zoom call a little bit early and we started talking about and she asked what I did. And I said that I'm, I'm doing podcasts and and that I'm kind of semi retired. And that's what I'm that's what I'm doing now. And she said, oh, I love podcasts. So she went home and she listened to a podcast. Well, um, she was, I believe, d 
divinely given to me by God mm-hmm. to and to, to, to for her to be there and for me to be there because now she's the executive producer of uh, my independence report and and or or kmedium.pro and uh, um, she's a vital person to make take this to the next level and I believe that that happens to us if you pay attention that happens to us all the time and that uh, somebody will come along that is pre destined to be there and if we pay attention it'll happen for us i believe that too and i do believe that's the more we do this work on ourselves the more we're inviting more of those people in exactly exactly and and i i it's a game for me now uh because i i i know that i've got i've got a a group of folks that are that are up there and they're they're scheming and plotting on ways to, for me for it to it to work better for me and yeah. they say, well, he needs to learn this lesson. So we'll, we'll send this over here so he can learn that. And then we'll bring him back over here. So it's, it's like, it's like, you know, again, so I get, I get caught up in the excitement of all the things that they are doing and, and making happen and the people that are coming to me and, and stuff, it's just really is something else. It's, it it's, it's dynamic. It is. It's, it's, this is a beautiful journey. Like you said, it really is just knowing that not getting caught up in that outside world and what we're being shown a lot of the time but really making our own life making our own experience and yeah we do that by getting quiet we do that by listening to ourselves and by really just tapping in yeah and i love that too i've had people come to me i mean almost everyone i work with now has come to me in some kind of synchronistic way and yeah, it, it's beautiful. It feels aligned and happy. You know, uh, it feels really happy to be around other people that are on a similar journey. You know, it's, it's, it's I, I got to tell you just one more story and then I'll let you go. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, that, and that's the, and that is this, I moved into where I'm living now. I was a bus driver. I was driving full time. I was making a nice living and so forth, but I also wanted to do, um, uh, my podcast and I wanted to get positive talk radio going and my independence report and now uh, um, think energy and we've got another one coming after that so there'll be four wow. and, and different genres and different type of things we're doing and um, but I was working full-time I was working about 50 55 hours a week and uh, when I moved in here um, I had a choice the, the universe gave me a choice which was I was moving in and I fell uh, out front and it was a nasty fall and I tore my rotator cuff, uh, Ooh. completely had to have surgery on that. And, uh, so I was out of work for a while and which was fine cause I was still doing the podcast and stuff. And, uh, and then I, I was babysitting my son's dog who was 10 weeks old and, uh, I was still recovering from this. I was in a sling over here and, uh, I turned around and the dog was under my feet and I fell again. And then I broke the, I tore the, uh, um, uh, uh, tricep tendon on my other arm. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and so, but when I went to the, when I went to the emergency room, I was like, had a cast over here. I couldn't move <laughs> this arm. I had to call the, the uh, fire department because it was one of, remember one of those, I can't get up yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. and I can't get up. Well, that was me calling yeah. 911. And, uh, I had a choice. I could say, oh, woe is me. I like, you know, it's, it's miserable. It's terrible. I have to have mm-hmm. surgeries and stuff. Nobody loves me and screw it. I took it as a blessing because then I was going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm working more doing this than I ever did as a bus driver. And, and the, the people that are surrounding me or are coming to me are better than anybody I've ever worked with before. And, and it's just, it's just dynamic. Yeah. You, you, it really is. And, so and it's, it's a reflection, Kevin. It shows how much work you've done on yourself. And I got to believe talking to all these people, too, is probably a little inspirational. You have no earthly idea. <laughs> <laughs> it is talking to people like you um, just makes my day. I, I'm, I'm just I'm thrilled to pieces to be able to to talk to you. I'm thrilled that there are people that have your book by their bedside so that there are people that are going to be helped by you that you'll never meet. Yeah. And that is powerful. It, yeah, that is why I do this. I mean, it, just yeah, for people to just be easier on themselves. 
start start changing one thing at a time and yeah just start if the more you're on this path the more you know you can't turn back <laughs> and you know you we all have our moments we're human you know but they're they're shorter they're not as intense usually and yeah you just move through them faster you know that you'll be on the other side and usually there's a lesson in there too absolutely absolutely and if you want to get a hold of uh, jenny go to jennyamanion.com uh she's going to be on here again uh on this channel which would and uh um i really appreciate that you taking the time it's been it's been it's i've had i've had a wonderful hour oh i've had a wonderful hour too kevin i look forward to talking to you again for sure thank you so much very good is there anything by the way i like to give um, my guests the the last word if you will so is there anything that you'd like to tell our audience the ones that are listening now or the ones that will listen later i guess the most important thing is to love yourself to just know that no matter what your past was your life can begin today it begins again every morning when you get up so showing yourself that gratitude and love and just know that your life can be maybe happier, a little bit happier each day, a little bit more content. Just go within, ask for help if you need help and just love yourself enough to know that you can live your best life. And if you need someone to help you understand what it is that you need to do, JennyManion.com will be the person that you should go to. Thank you, Kevin. Jenny, thank you very much. If you'll wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we got. See you next time on My Independence Report.